0: And we are back in your lives on this October 1st of 2020. It's hard to believe that the year is already almost coming to a close here, guys. It's spooky season. Everyone loves... Actually, I hate the term spooky season, so I'm not going to say it. I'm not a huge October guy like everyone else, but yeah. Yeah, it's not a
1: great holiday. Like, it's pretty fucking subpar holiday. I don't know why everyone's crazy about it.
0: Not a fan of October like everyone else gasses it up. I do like fall. Fall is my favorite season, so I guess this kind of marks the start of fall, but... It's Something about October. gets all gassed up to me. I don't like it. It gets overblown. But we're down Kyle today. Kyle, t- it's his mom's birthday, so we're going to say happy birthday to uh, Kyle's mom, virtually. Uh, anyway, guys, busy week of sports. Lots to go on. We have UFC fights to cover. Crazy week in the NFL. Crazy week for the Sixers. Yeah, plenty. in the Phillies, too. We got to talk, talk, talk some Philly stuff. So you get three of us today. But I think we should start off. Doctor's orders. Sixers. Head coach. Doc Rivers has entered the chat. Of course, the Sixers fired Brett Brown earlier this year after they lost in the first round of the playoffs. He was seven years here. Didn't go his way. He's gone. Coaching search begins. There's a couple names thrown out. Mike D'Antoni, Billy Donovan, Ty Lue, Doc Rivers. Ultimately, Doc Rivers gets the nod after interviewing with Philadelphia yesterday and watching game one of the NBA Finals with Elton Brand and the crew. Now, we've had some talks about this on the side, guys. But I'm gonna ask Parker first. How do you feel about the Doc Rivers signing?
1: Uh, I feel like we just went lateral. You know what I mean? Or am no, I sorry. no para? What you is, don't what think does we it mean came. to go in a straight line, but not.
0: Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. You don't think we have upgraded anywhere?
1: Right. Right. Okay. Well, hold on. I, I think I think we're in the same spot, really. I mean, Doc doesn't do much for me.
0: Can you explain? Just explain why. Because I'm big on Doc, and I'm going to make my pro-Doc argument.
1: I don't know. I don't think he's ever made any player better. Like, when has he ever done anything that made, like, players better? That's what we need is to make Embiid and Simmons better. And I don't think he can do that. I don't think Mm -hmm. he's going to bring – and also, I think he's lost his uh, attraction to other players in the league because now they see, like, oh, that's just the guy that went, what, one in three in the finals or whatever – or not one in three, but, like,
0: yeah, he well he's only been in the he he won the finals one time. And uh,
1: what's in. the fucking stat? He lost like how many 3 and 3 and 1s or something? Two.
0: Yeah, he, he oh, lost yeah. two 3 and 1s.
1: So like uh I think the other players now are going to say, "Well, I don't I mean like I don't really think Simmons is that good and I don't think it beads that good. So like why should I come play there when I can go to the Heat, I can go to the Warriors, I can go to you know, like wherever." So I don't well, think it does anything for us, honestly.
0: Are you talking like big name players or stars? I think,
1: no, not even big name players. I mean like pieces, like we're not even going to get like, like the shooters, like why would they want to come here? You know, we're like, we're almost rebuilding now.
0: I don't, I wouldn't say that. I say we'd be rebuilding after this. Now I made a couple pro doc arguments just compared to the other coaches. And I, Nick and Kyle, especially had said that doc rivers was an underachiever. And to their credit, they they made very valid points. I just think out of all the coaches that were available to us at this point, Mike D'Antoni, Ty Lue, and Doc Rivers were the big three names that were being tossed around. Not that the other coaches weren't out there. Uh, Nate McMillan from Indiana got fired. He was around. Jeff Van Gundy has been rumored to be coming back. Uh, Mark Jackson's obviously available. But the three names, big names were Doc Rivers, Ty Lue, and – Mike D'Antoni. Now, I didn't want – at first I was almost selling myself on Mike D'Antoni, thinking that he could maybe get some shooters or on a beat Simmons and that it would work. Uh, I, You know, let's just face it. That wasn't going to happen. And then, you know, D'Antoni's system would not work with the team that we have right now. So that probably was, would have been a disaster. And then my argument against Ty Lue is that he's been Doc Rivers' assistant his whole career except his little stint in Cleveland. He was his assistant in Boston. And then the Clippers – And then, of course, he was carried, in my opinion, by LeBron in Cleveland, right? So, I wasn't big on Ty And I was big on Doc because of the name. He's well-respected. He has a nearly 60% winning percentage as a head coach. He's, you know, he's a player. He he generally in the playoffs. I'm not sure if he's ever had a – yeah, well, actually, he definitely has some years where he hasn't been in the playoffs. But, yeah, I was big on Doc Rivers, especially just because of the name. I really just like having him here. I think he's going to attract the free agents. And another big thing that I think people are forgetting – Is who who played for Doc uh, Doc Rivers in Los Angeles and played well for him? Do Mm -hmm. we remember?
1: Landry Shaman.
0: Landry Shaman is one, and he. I think he could come back. But who's another guy on the Sixers that was? Will. No, another guy on the Sixers now that was a former Clipper that played well. Say it again. Tobias. Tobias Harris. That's right. Oh yeah. Now we could unlock Tobias Harris. Hopefully. Yeah,
1: right. hopefully <laughs> that phrase just makes me crack
0: up we're yeah. gonna unlock no, I'm, I'm hoping because he played well under doc he played really well yeah. he averaged first, first year we'll see first year in los angeles uh he averaged 19.3 points and he got traded halfway through the season from detroit he just got unlocked <laughs> 19.3 points and 20.9 points his second year before he got traded to Philadelphia. That is true. So, and his rebounds were – I'm looking here on uh, basketballreference.com. It's a little uh, – okay, so here, six rebounds his first year, eight rebounds his second year. So, it's, and he shot 54% uh, during – He was really good. Yeah, fifty around 55% on average in, in Los Angeles. So, I'm hoping that if Doc Rivers can implement his system with our guys – He knows how Tobias likes to play. Maybe Tobias gets a little upgrade. Then we couldn't have that big three that we needed, you know, because we haven't beaten Simmons, but hopefully he can unlock Tobias Harris and he can get back to close to uh, all-star form. That's, that's, that's my hope. That's my hope. So the key is I'm hoping he can help Embiid and Simmons figure out how to work them together, unlock Tobias Harris, and maybe get a couple good, you know, role player free agents. I'm huge on doc i'm just huge on doc so i'm happy i'm happy for it now nick I, I know i haven't been talking past been talking are you are you convinced now did i convince you about doc rivers coming to sixers is a good thing
2: uh yeah well i mean the thing that i think is cool about the sixers is they only hire cool ass dudes to coach the team
0: <laughs> that but, is true
2: yeah like i just remember mo cheeks that dude is cool as fuck yeah, and then Brett Brown was a cool ass guy, and I think Doc Rivers is cool as shit too. So
0: I, I also think Doug
2: Collins was really cool. Doug Collins. Was oh cool. yeah, Doug Collins is a man. Yeah. yeah, that's another one. So like, that's pretty much all the six
0: coaches I can mean, I I remember.
1: Know. Brett Brown's such a pussy. I I, I don't I don't like
0: him. No, and now he left a sour taste in your mouth, Papua. I mean, we love Brett. Brett Brown was he's just a, a good nice
1: guy. guy. He's a nice, nice yeah. guy, but he's a fucking I don't know. He just sucks at his job.
0: He yeah. I mean, and he got ex- we got exposed too with a uh, you know Butler leaving and. Him That's going
1: true. On he got exposed by Butler
0: yeah, he got exposed I shouldn't say we, but all in all are we feeling I mean Pat, you said we feel you feel parallel now you feel like we have't parallel yeah not yeah not uh, I know what you're saying ladder. everyone knows what you're trying to say we haven't upgraded. I feel like we've upgraded. I mean come on you have to, you don't think Doc Rivers is an upgrade from Brett Brown is that what you're saying uh no no, no I. That's I mean
1: that's true. He's definitely an upgrade from Brett Brown, but yeah, I, was I feel say. like it's not going to affect the team enough.
2: What? I was going to say. I was like, dude, <laughs> Doc Rivers has no. been an NBA head coach like my entire life. And yeah, he's better Brett than Brown Brett Brown. Just started Brown. I just, five years ago or whatever when he got the job with the Sixers.
1: Yeah, I just think our situation's so terrible. It's like it's it's not going to make it's not going to make it any better. Like he can't dig us out of this hole, and his right. reputation is only going down for and other my, players to come here.
0: And my problem with uh, – bef- I know, Nick, you uh, you talked a little bit. If you have anything to say, just add it after this. The argument I made to the guys before we came on earlier this week was that they said Doc Rivers was an underachiever. And my argument was that he's never really had an easy path to to get to the finals. He had to – go in Boston, he had to go through LeBron every single year. And that dude's been now to 10 finals. So let's just, let's just spoke, spark that to the legacy of LeBron. And then when he went out West, he had the, he had Lob City, which was a good team. But if we're Fuck being honest, up. what's that? Fuck that up. Well, if we're being honest, <laughs> if, if, if we're being honest, was that team good enough to beat the other teams out West, like the Spurs at the time, the Thunder at the time? You know, there were some good teams out West. That Probably he not. To. Probably not. Yeah. And so I'm not, I'm not blaming Doc Rivers for not getting to the finals every single year because, I mean, he has been in the league a long time. But it's not like he has his cakewalk to the finals every year. I mean, he's went up against Kobe in the finals twice. He had to go up against LeBron every year. And then he had the difficult, the difficult West. So, hopefully, Doc Rivers can turn things around in Philadelphia. I'm hopeful. Like I said, I'm going to be the optimist. I'm usually very negative on this podcast. And, I mean, Nick, we talked about this earlier last week. I never have a positive take. I'm always, I'm always thinking that everything's going to go wrong with Philadelphia sports. But this I'm hopeful for. That's what I'm hopeful for. Yeah, that uh,
2: Buddy Heald like, Instagram thing and him wanting to come here.
0: Ah, that's so, like, right.
2: Hopefully we can get rid of you know Al in that trade or something like that.
0: Yeah, Kyle I proposed that idea. Kyle is big on getting Buddy Heald to Philadelphia, and he would definitely like to come play for Doc Rivers. I could see that. So I mean, he would that. fit in really well on the team. Oh, he'd fit in perfectly. He would fit in perfectly. Yeah. So. I would trade Josh Richardson and maybe Al for him
2: we probably have to give up more than that, but I would I would give oh, more yeah. than
0: that. Yeah, you probably would, but I'm just saying i 'cause he'd play Josh Richardson's spot. Yeah. You gotta give up Richardson. And then you gotta probably uh, toss a contract out there. I think they probably take out, get a nice bet over there in Sacramento.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean they gotta they gotta reach the cap floor somehow.
0: Yeah. If they get rid of Buddy. Oh, well anything else we wanna talk about the Sixers coaching guys or I think we've all made our points here.
1: Um I was just gonna say the only thing, like, now that I think about it, the only reason I'm, like, really saying this is that I think that, like, he's not going to do much is because I was anticipating D'Antoni coming here, and, like, I know that he would shake, some, shake it up a little bit. And, like, See, yeah. I just don't think Doc's going to do much, like, personnel-wise. I think we're going to keep the same players.
0: See, I tried to convince myself that D'Antoni would shake it up, but I, I don't think he could. 'Cause first off we have to see like who's available and who fits his system. You
1: definitely couldn't play his system with like our players now.
0: And I and I don't think we'd fit his system this. <laughs> and I and I don't think he'd be able to get a team to fit around his system this year. So and oh yeah, by the way not, but I'm, I don't know. One more last one more Doc Rivers point. He was the GM also for the Clippers up until a certain point. I forget what year. I don't think he was doing it this past season. But he was for a good while. So when you have to be the GM and the coaches, extra responsibilities on this plate, you know. And just another challenge he had to go through in, in Los Angeles. So I'm done defending Doc Rivers. I think most of Philadelphia is happy he's here. I ran a Twitter poll earlier in the week asking who they would like to have as the head coach between Ty Lue, Mike D'Antoni, and Doc Rivers. And out of 27 votes, 56% of them voted Doc Rivers, 30% voted D'Antoni, and 14% voted Ty Lue. So I think most people are happy that Doc Rivers is in Philadelphia. I don't think it's he's going to turn this team right around in a year. But I think hopefully in a year, or maybe two years or three years, we could be somewhere where we want to be. But anyway, let's let's get off the Sixers. Let's go on to the next basketball topic, the NBA Finals are going on, and Miami Heat versus Los Angeles Lakers. Game one was last night, and, guys, it was a, uh, a beatdown, a playground beatdown from the Los Angeles Lakers. My question to you is, is really, what, what happened to the Heat? Can we expect a series out of this? What was the main reason for the Heat's loss last night?
1: Anthony Davis. They I mean, can't I, guard him when they have another uh, big man on the floor because – Bam Adebayo is their only big man.
0: Right. And I think that's probably why Spolster's going to have to change it up and get like, I mean. Udonis the... Haslam in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I bet he's I'm... still on the roster. He is. He is. Yeah, he, he is.
0: is. <laughs> he's, been to, like, he's, he's been on he's the great. roster and not played a minute for like 10 years. He's been in the finals for like three decades or something now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure both the thousand or the zeros, the tens, and then this. He, yeah, I think that's it. I think three decades he's been in the finals now. Anyway, they, who they have? Kenny, Kelly Olenek and... Oh, they have, uh, Myles, they have Leonard. Myers Leonard. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, why don't they put him on uh, like Dwight Howard? Yeah, that's the thing. Had Dwight to Howard love that. Adebayo had to guard <laughs> Howard. <laughs> yeah, thick white boy. <laughs> Adebayo had to oh. cover Dwight Howard because it's big man on big man, and that left Anthony Davis to do whatever he wanted. So... I think they need to move out of bio, who got injured. He only had eight points. He got taken out of that game, along with Corin Drogic. Two injuries, two big injuries for them, along with Jimmy Butler actually hurting his ankle. I'm surprised he stayed in the game. But I think they need to move out of bio to um, Anthony Davis and then maybe get one of the other big guys on Dwight Howard and, you know, something like that. But to me, guys, the series is over. I'm not, I'm yeah, not, sure. I'm not sure I could give the Heat a game. Would what, you give the Heat one game? Um, maybe one, yeah.
1: Like I mean, Her- Her- Tyre Hair Her- Her- might go off one game, or Jimmy Butler might go off one game.
0: Are we all predicting gentleman sweep again for LeBron? He's just going to gentleman sweep his way through. Probably. I think didn't I have him
1: at like six though? Like when I actually said it predicted. Yeah, yeah I think you may have, but yeah, I'm wrong. Right now you have
0: actually seen a game, so you can have a much better look. And usually, Le- LeBron's like before last night. He was like one in seven or one in no, that wouldn't make sense. One in eight. He'd be He was, I think he was one and eight in game one of the NBA Finals. So now he's two and eight. So fair play to you, LeBron. I think he's going to win pretty easily. Last night, I mean, he scored less than AD, but he out-rebounded him, I think, and he out-passed him. So he's on his way to a finals MVP and another finals win. Only goes to his legacy. I said the last, last show: after this, he's the goat. In my like I don't want to hear a Jordan argument cuz the only Jordan argument now is 6-0. LeBron leads that pretty much leads every playoff statistical category. He's going to lead and be at the top of most he's going to blow Jordan away in all the other regular season statistic categories. Here's a
1: fun stat. LeBron has more triple-doubles in the finals than Magic Johnson. Oh, is that right? Yep.
0: Wow. Who's number 1? I thought he was like number 2.
1: No, LeBron does. I know that, but I'm oh, saying... Oh, I don't I know. Who, um, I think LeBron might be number one. I'm not sure. I think he was... But he has Westbrook. more than Magic Johnson, which
2: is... Okay. Russell Westbrook.
0: He's only no. been there once, right? No, it won't be Westbrook. <laughs> I know, I'm kidding. <laughs> he just yeah. has
2: triple-doubles like every...
0: Yeah. Maybe... I don't know. Anyway, anyway. anyway Nick, Oscar Rabbitson. I'm not sure how many finals he's been to, but that that was what I was guessing, too. But, Nick, did you get a chance to watch the game? And if so, how you, is this series over, man? Yeah, I watched. It was uh, yeah, I
2: I'm taking the Lakers in four.
0: Did you credit it more to LeBron, Anthony Davis? The Lakers were hot from deep. They had fifteen three pointers. words, is this the Heat, or just they're just outmatched? What did you chalk uh, it up? To? I don't know.
2: Like that, them together, like LeBron and Anthony Davis on the same team, is it's insane.
0: Okay. It is. Yeah,
2: insane. like that might be. It's just crazy. Like what LeBron can still do. He's, like, getting older. What is his 16th season?
0: 17. 17. 17th, like, oh, my God. Did you see that dunk at the end of the half that yeah. didn't count?
2: Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> oh, my
0: God. Yeah. Oh, my – I know you're talking about. The reverse dunk yeah. off, the, he, off the he, uh, rebound. Off, yeah, Kuzma missed a layup at the buzzer, and then LeBron just came in that ridiculous uh, reverse like it was nothing. He could still win the dunk contest if he wanted to. I'm convinced. Year 17 that he could bounce like that is absurd. Yeah, it'd be pretty close. I don't think – I mean, LeBron has been playing in the league our entire lives practically. Practically, you know? Pretty much. Since we remembered,
1: like, anything.
0: He's the greatest player we've ever seen. Unquestionably. So I don't think a lot of people already kind of respect LeBron as much as, like, what he's doing as much as they should. Because think about how well he plays in his 17th year. Seventeenth year that he still plays like that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous to me, and that's that's another. He barely per- misses time. Like I mean, he
2: did miss time last year. I don't know, man. He's he's what is he averaging? Like he's averaging like twenty six, ten and nine or something. Yeah, nearly like a triple
0: double. Nearly a triple double. Mm. It's absurd. That's it's, it's, he's yeah, the I goat. Understand. He's the goat. Yeah, and Anthony. I don't know. And Davis. Davis, you could make a claim for Anthony Davis to also be top. Top player in the league, pretty much. You, you could say that. I mean, his oh. teammates so. are.
2: There was well. just uh, something on the Jets just got absolutely mossed by Jerry oh. Judy. Oh, you're watching that? Uh, I couldn't watch that game. Man. Jerry so, Judy yeah. just made a sick play. Denver versus the Jets. And Joe Flacco's in for the Jets because Sam Donald's hurt. Oh,
0: really? Wow. After oh, he good?
2: had a sick touchdown run, like 48 yards.
0: Joe Flacco, what a throwback. Remember when everyone asked if Joe Flacco was elite? he is elite yeah Joe Flack is elite he all right well let's move on to I mean we we all pick in gentleman's sweep for the Lakers let's let's go to the NFL Eagles tie again now my buy or sell pick last week was the Bengals how does that work if they tie I guess you just uh, it's work. a
1: push and you get your money back
0: okay yeah yeah so I guess mine was technically wrong do you guys remember your picks for last week I don't know. Okay. I lost mine. I lost mine as well. So we lost you guys some money last week if you took our advice. Uh, Nick lost your money. You got your money back from me. And, Parker, I don't remember yours. But we'll get to our buy or sell for this week's NFL games in just a little bit. But let's recap. I'm actually going to bring up – I forgot to bring it up earlier, but some of the scores from week three. But, of course, we'll start with the Eagles. The Eagles, another abysmal – performance. And I picked it going in the week. I predicted we were going to lose, so I'm not too upset about it. But something about a tie just leaves a really bitter taste in your mouth. And Cincinnati was the last team we tied way back in the day with McNabb, who didn't even know we could tie. And now we tied them again somehow. Somehow Cincinnati and us just always tie. This is the, the weirdest thing ever, but I'm just not feeling good anymore. I mean, we get 49ers this week. Steelers the week after that, I believe. And it's going to get tougher from here. If we can't beat Cincinnati, I think we're in trouble. And Wentz said something that really irked me because he's playing terribly, really, really badly. He said, Oh, we're like, we're close to getting it done. Like, we're close to clicking on offense. Something weird like that. I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but he, he doesn't says, care.
1: He doesn't care anymore.
0: Yeah. And I, ha- I think I said this on the show before. I predict Wentz to be an early retirement, like an Andrew Luck type of guy or a Calvin Johnson type of guy. I really just. Actually, I, I'm, now that I'm bringing this back up, I'm almost certain that we had this conversation on the podcast before. But anyway, I'll say it again just because it's relevant and current. He, I don't think he likes football as much as he likes other things like hunting and stuff like that. I don't think it's his passion. And I think at the end of the day, he's going to retire early just because he's not into it as much. And you don't want to be in this game if you're not fully into it because you can get really, really hurt in it and then, you know, all the CTE and all that crap. So – for some reason, I have a feeling once he's going to retire early.
2: I don't think he'll play another contract. I think he'll get his money from this one, and he's Done.
0: off to North Dakota.
1: Yeah, that's like a like billion dollars for someone from North Dakota.
0: And I'm sure yeah. he can make plenty of money from his outdoor gig because there's probably a bunch of like people out in uh, North Dakota that love him and would buy his, all of his outdoor gear and stuff like that. So he's probably still going to make a great living anyway. Can you, you imagine how big a house for a
1: million dollars is in North Dakota? Oh my god!
0: Oh my god! <laughs> like, the primary. property
1: values there must be so low.
0: Yeah, dude, he he could probably. Yeah, I'm I'm only imagining it now. I'm imagining it like our houses. It's it's got it would swallow our houses whole, all of ours. Probably all it would all three of our houses, one million dollar North Dakota house would swallow. But yeah, how do you guys feel now? that week three. Now we are o two and one oh, o and three in my eyes, but o two and one. I said last week I don't want to hear anything about make, making the playoffs and if we steal the division with six wins. I just don't want to hear it. I, I'm really getting sick of this team. It's tough to watch. Uh, one,
1: one positive aspect, you could look at it this way, uh, Wentz's favorite receiver is now the our number one receiver. Greg Ward is back, number one receiver. Oh, great. Yeah. Uh, Burnett, Burnett, his uh, second favorite, he's back. Just like last year. And then he's got Arts. Arts is healthy.
0: Yeah, well, let's read this, because this came out today, or last night, I should say, the injury report. Arthega Whiteside did not participate. Fletcher Cox did not participate. Deshaun Jackson did not participate. Avante Maddox did not participate. Jason Peters did not participate. Alshon Jeffrey limited. Lane Johnson limited. Jason Kelsey limited. Miles Sanders limited. This whole team is injured. Whole team. Wait, is Sanders out? I don't think he's out, but I mean he was limited at practice. All right. So we'll get hurt next game then. He, he's tweaked. And the bad news, boys, is that this is going to be on prime time Sunday night football, I believe. <laughs> right or Monday? Sunday night or Monday night? Sunday, right? Sunday night, right? Ah, uh, man, this is going to be tough to watch. I, if they beat us down like they beat down the Giants last week, and they're hurt too, San Francisco, if you remember that Garoppolo is probably not playing. They said this morning on ESPN. If they beat us down without Garoppolo. I'm done with the season, man. Who's so, their backup? Uh, Keenan or something? Matt Keenan or something? something weird. Oh, yeah, Matt something, right? Yeah, I think it's Keenan, but I'm not sure. Anyway, what, what are your predictions for this Eagles game this week? Nick, you got anything? Uh, they'll probably lose. <laughs> well, we're, we're, I mean, it seems like everyone's so disinterested in this I team. I mean,
1: later. I think they might win. <laughs> I don't know.
0: They, like – Oh, it's Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, the, the San Francisco is not that good without um, – they're, they're hard on defense right now. They
0: still don't have Debo Samuel, right? I mean, they They destroyed – the not. actually, you know, it's fair to compare us to the Giants right now because we're probably just as bad. I mean, the Giants might be a little bit worse. Did they? They do. They put. They beat them like yeah, they beat thirty the shit out of. Them. Yeah, we're gonna lose. i <laughs> look at the score right now. They beat it was like thirty five to seven or something like that. Yeah, something something really really ridiculous.
1: But which makes me think: Why do we want the tie there? Like, why do we settle for the tie there?
0: Thirty six to nine was that score? You that know t- what I mean? Like, if we're gonna be that bad, like, do we really want to go to the playoffs? Doug did admit that was a mistake. I think. I think he's – I
1: think Doug was trying to save his, like, save his own skin there. Like, he
0: he wants to go to the playoffs so it looks better for him. But it was you kick the field goal and you tie if you miss it or if you make it, you win. So there was yeah. no harm in kicking a long field goal. None. But anyway. Well,
1: you, you, you might give them the ball back on, like, the 50 or something, right?
0: And you look
2: what they're worried okay, I, about I, is him coming up way short and then having a bunch of the backup offensive linemen out there that block for field goals having to try to tackle somebody.
0: But how I mean, often how often do you see that though? What do you I I would live with the result if they actually were able to return a kick that long against us? I don't know. I think on a field goal, it's, like, really
2: likely they take it to the house because there's a bunch of dudes that play offense and don't play special teams and tackle ever <laughs> trying to tackle a returner.
0: Perhaps. And Doug Peterson is more about football than, than me. Does he give an explanation? Well, the thing is, is,
2: like, if you go 0-3, then who cares because then you're a you're better draft pick.
1: Yeah. That's what I'm saying is, like, what's the point of the tie? That's what I'm, I think uh, Doug is, like, trying to scrap together, like, a decent record so it looks better for him.
0: But. Yeah, well, uh, guess what? It, fr- it frustrated me. But I don't even want to talk about this team that much because it's, it's just going to annoy me. They're injured. I don't see them winning this week. I don't see them winning against the Steelers. Uh, I have a schedule somewhere in front of me here. I don't see them winning. I don't see them winning either. They'll beat the Maybe Jets against if the they Giants. play against. Maybe against They don't the- play the Jets. Oh, fuck. We have, we have <laughs> sa- we have, you're not going to like this, Pat. San Francisco pit the Ravens, and then we get the Giants, and then we get Dallas. Giants will be a close game. Yeah, I guarantee you we lose. We will, probably. Um, I don't know. We could beat the Giants. I'm not going to guarantee it, but Giants is the only game on that schedule where it looks like we can win. Let's tie the Giants. If we do win, we'll barely win. So it's not going to be a fun game to watch. Oh, fourteen and two, baby! (laughs) I can't believe how bad this team is, though. I can't believe. I was looking so forward to having them back, and they just stink. I'm gonna, I'm gonna move off this though. You know what else we should talk about? The Atlanta Falcons. And another blown lead against who else but Nick Foles. Nick Foles comes into the game and replaces Mitch Trubisky. Of course, he's starting this week. Matt Nagy named him the starter out in Chicago. And Nick Foles leads the comeback against Atlanta again. What is wrong with those Atlanta Falcons if they keep blowing double-digit leads every week? Their defense
1: must be, like, worse than ours.
0: I'm not – no, I don't want to focus on – what's it called, in Atlanta, because the point of this is to talk about Nick Foles.
1: Yeah, Nick but Foles, I mean, like, their defense must be fucking awful. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, mean How many, like, 30-point leads have they blown? Three now? like I'm not sure how big the leads have been, but then double-digit, right? If I was the offense, I'd be really mad at the defense. They need flex seal. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that meme where the, the hole just goes right through the, uh, the flex seal? Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> off Atlanta, bad defense, whatever is Nick Foles, the greatest backup quarterback in the yes. history of the NFL. He's the best backup, and he's the most average starter, if
2: he's your starter from the beginning of the season. Yeah, he's not a great yes. starter. Matt Nagy played that perfectly, where he named Mitch the starter and then just randomly yanks him from a game when they're 2-0. He might have and
0: been, He might have been playing sick.
2: Because if he would have started on the start of the season,
0: Foles would have been average, I bet. Yeah, and he balled, man. He, I mean, he, he didn't play great. I'm pretty sure he threw – I mean, I think he threw an interception at least. Yeah, like his like, first pass. <laughs> yeah, but he led the comeback. Nick Foles over Chicago. They're 3-0 and now. Now, I don't suspect he'll start the entire season. I really don't. I think he'll probably have a couple bad games, and, and then he'll bring in Mitch back in, and they will probably just go back and forth, and Nick would lead them into a playoff run. If they go on the playoff run, though, and Nick's the starter, look out for Chicago, man. The defense that would be so Nick.
2: fresh if he won a second as a backup. I'd be rooting for him.
0: Oh, yeah. No, if Nick's in, I'm rooting. Like, like, we, like Nick can do anything, we said. Nick, in Philadelphia's eyes, is a saint. Saint Nick. He can do whatever he wants, and he, I'm, we're going to be happy for him and root him on. So, if he's in the I'm rooting for him. That's something I wanted
1: to uh, ask you guys. Like, since the Eagles do suck this year, like, what's your team?
0: Well, I, the Eagles are my team. I know,
1: but since they suck, like – I mean, I guess
0: I know what you're saying. Like, who would I want to see win? I'm uh, I'm with the Bears right now. Yes, the Bears. Yeah, because Nick's. I I do like to see the Bears win right now. Yeah, I'd like I would like the Bears out of the NFC, and then the Bills out of the AFC. Yeah,
1: yeah, I definitely root for the Bills this year.
0: There's a couple teams I like to watch. It's oh, I like the Bears Knicks Nixon. I like to watch Nick. Buffalo is a fun team to watch. Kansas City, I really love to watch too. Discuss Mahomes. What's that? Well, I like watching Baltimore, especially when they're playing a shitty team. Oh, yeah, and Lamar just runs around all the place. By the way, boy, oh, boy, he, he stunk on uh, Monday Night Football against Kansas City. What is, what is wrong with him against Kansas City? Yeah, he's, he said that they the kryptonite. He just can't play against them. But I think Mahomes scares him. He knows it. He knows that Mahomes is better than him.
1: I think that's probably it. Yeah, he's a little intimidated by him.
0: <laughs> Mahomes, they're playing New England this week. That leads me to another question, and I stole it from first take. So, you know, all rights to first take on this. I was watching this morning, but I thought it was an interesting question. And I kind of want to get your guys' take on it. Now, think about it if you want, because you might have a take right away and you might not. But New England versus Kansas City this week, who's more, more important to their team's success, Bill Belichick or Pat Mahomes? Nick, I'll, I guess I'll start with you on this one, man. If you have your thought. If you guys don't have your thought, I have mine because I've thought about it all day. So it's it's Pat
1: Mahomes or or Belichick who's more important? Yeah.
0: Yeah, If you took them off their team, pretty much who would who who would be worse? Whose effect is greater? I think it's gotta be Belichick. Yeah, I agree with you, man. Because
1: I mean, the Kansas City wasn't that bad with uh, Alex Smith. I mean, Alex Smith is, is good Quarter, He's a good quarterback, but
0: he's not, like, anything special. They were, like, 11-5, and 12-4. They just yeah. didn't win the playoffs. But. They're absolutely stacked everywhere. I mean, their offensive line's a little suspect on the inside. But everything else, they're just – they're totally stacked. I mean, don't they have Teron Matthew, uh, the receiver receiving Watkins and Hill and all them boys. They're ridiculous. They have Kelsey at the tight end. They're totally stacked. So, I think if you remove Pat Mahomes, they're probably not going to win the Super Bowl. Probably not. But if you take Belichick away from this Patriots team, it's it's devastating. Not de- like they they probably still be decent, but they're not going to be like Super Bowl contenders. I still think the Patriots are Super Bowl contenders. I've said that, especially with Belichick. Cam looks great. They lost a close game against Seattle, but other than that, they've looked really, really, really good. I think they even looked good in that Seattle game. So I do agree with you. I think it's Belichick and i think you can just say that for the like his entire career if you wanted to do a little history lesson with it Belichick is just so he's a mastermind he's a master
1: yeah i don't think anyone else would do this well with cam especially with like the team they have and like they have no offensive weapons no and uh their defense didn't a couple guys sit out because of uh covid i don't know i don't know i thought they did but, but they don't have their their full defense
0: What's getting scary about Mahomes is that he said that he's. Remember how you, Nick, you said like he couldn't read an NFL defense or something a couple of weeks ago. He said now, recently he said this that he can see something that he hasn't studied in film all week and immediately just dissect it and figure out what to do with his brain, and then he lets his arm take over. Where he used to just let his arm kind of take over and he just bomb it down to Tyree Kill or something. Now he knows how to read the defenses. He said. So that is very scary. the The gap between Pat Mahomes and the rest of the quarterbacks in the NFL is big. Last year, it is getting even bigger this year. So I, mean, first, I just I can't ahead.
2: imagine them losing a Super Bowl for like the next couple of years. They're so good.
0: I can't imagine them like losing a game. Here, yeah, I really I can't. Of course, they will. Right? They're gonna have those weeks. It could be this week against Belichick. They almost lost
1: the Chargers.
0: Yeah, well, that was, what, week one or two? They probably should have, actually,
1: because um, at the end of the game, Chargers were down at, like, the 25 or something. And uh, who's their backup who's playing well?
0: Justin oh, Herbert. Herbert.
1: Justin Herbert. He, uh, so he rolls out to the left. No one's open, but, like, their whole defense is playing back, and he has, like, five yards for a first down to run for it, and he just fucking lobs one in interception. Like he could have easily, he probably could have made it into the end zone. By well,
0: right. as I said, they probably, they're of course, they're going to lose a couple games, but I mean, they're going to be top seed in the NF. They're going to be the new dynasty with Pat Mahomes. Seriously, yeah. they'll be the new dynasty. They'll be top one or two seeds every year. Probably be in the conference championship every year for a while. It, it's, Pat Mahomes if he keeps getting better like he is. It's over, man. It's over unless he gets they injured Keeps the something. weapons and stuff. Yeah, it's it's over. Pat Mahomes is going to lead that team to Super Bowl top seeds. He's going to get a couple ranks, man. <laughs> I'll say that. We'll, get a couple, we'll have some nice bling on his fingers. But, Andy Reid's his coach. Yeah. Andy Reid, a lot like. Best dope. quarterback coach dope. in the league, probably. Reid. What's that?
1: Best quarterbacks coach in the league.
0: Andy Reid, thing. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. He's good. I like Frank Reich, though. Shout out to Frank Reich in Indianapolis. He's the only time once ever succeeded. Um. Anyway, let's look at the. Let's look if there's. I'm looking trying to look at any, any other games. Vikings lost again. They they are now like zero and three. They're terrible. Matt Rule, former Temple head coach, gets his first win with the Carolina Panthers. Seahawks beat the Cowboys. Russell Wilson looks ridiculous. He's trying to give some headlines. Broncos lose to Buccaneers. Oh, pff, Packers beat the Saints too. That Packers look ridiculous. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is back to format. man. Have you Saints guys been watching? Are done. Well, yeah, they they haven't looked good, but Michael Thomas has been out, so I'm not I'm not done on the Saints just yet. I think Drew kick Brees kick is toast. Yeah, he is kind of burnt. It all started and earlier in this preseason, man, way he made the comments. I think his team kind of get, didn't get behind him as much as they as much as they uh, would in the past, and he maybe lost if a step too with age. So between he, the, doesn't, he doesn't have Michael his Thomas arm is like dead. Yeah, yeah, arm dead, and and he probably ruined some team chemistry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. If he doesn't have Michael Thomas, he sucks. Yeah, well, their other receivers aren't great. Yeah, not
1: they're man. not. Yeah, they lost. Who they lose? They have Emmanuel Sanders, but he's yeah, fucking but, old.
0: Yeah, he's old as hell. So, all right. Well, that's some headlines from the week. Let's go to week next week now. Bring a, hit the link in the chat, fellas. I was honestly looking at this. We were all looking at this before the pre-show. We're going to do our buy or sell segment, our betting segment for all these you guys who follow it. Like we said, we may have not had the best week last week, but we're going to turn things around for you. But don't hold us liable. If we, if we lose you some money, I'm not really seeing any lines, at least, at least in the, uh, the spread that I have I, a, uh, like. a parlay. No, okay. No. Give me the parlay. Cause I haven't seen a line that I particularly am totally sold on. Um,
1: probably don't take this, but I like the Titans plus one Oh five, the bears plus plus oh, I'm sorry. I'll say the Titans versus Steelers. I have them plus one Oh five. Bears versus Colts plus 115 and the Jags over the Bengals plus 138.
0: Okay. I was looking at that Bears-Colts game too. I'm looking at the spread. It's The Bears are plus two and a half. I don't, know. I don't, really, I don't really like any of the lines, to be honest. I feel like I have to give a pick though. Give me Jags plus
2: three <laughs> against the Bengals.
0: I think Seattle at minus six and a half versus Miami's is pretty good. I think they'll probably win. They'll probably win more than more, but more than seven, Am I against Miami. So I guess I'll take Seattle. I'm not. I'm not really liking the lines though. I'll take Seattle at minus six and a half on the spread. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I don't
1: guys. see. I don't see how the Bengals beat the Jaguars. I mean. Well, The Jags aren't a great team, but, like, the Bengals are probably the worst team in the league besides us. Yeah, I know.
0: But Burrow's due for a win, man. I really think he's due for a win. He's getting better. He's getting better every week. That may be it, yeah. Yeah. He looked good against us, I'll be honest with you. I thought he did at least. Yeah, he looks really good. Yeah, Burrow – I mean, that kid's – he could be up to him and Mahomes, man. Not to put him in Mahomes category yet, but he's reading defenses really well for a rookie. So, I could see him being, like, another top-tier quarterback, like Wilson, Mahomes – were like I could see I could see him being in that kind of talk in a couple years now I'm not going to get ahead on this but if we're just you know predicting the future I could definitely see him being one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL but I'm not going to get too excited because I thought the same thing about Wentz and he's really been letting me down lately although Nick you're a little bit more optimistic about Wentz you, I mean at least you were last week anyway sorry guys that's our buy ourselves segment of the week it's kind of anticlimactic but yeah, I don't like the lines. I don't like the lines. So, anyway, what do you guys want to move to now? Pat, do you want to talk? Actually, you know Pat? I'm going to put off the UFC stuff for a little bit. I want you guys to talk about the, the Stanley Cup Finals real quick. We haven't talked about this. Tampa Bay won the Cup. Any surprises there, guys? Shout out to Tampa Bay. They kind of redeemed themselves from last year when they got swept in the first round. Is Tampa Bay going to be like a powerhouse next year as well? How, what, can, what can we look like? Well, they they should
1: be the favorite to win it again.
2: Yeah, they're the uh, they're the best roster in the NHL by a pretty wide
0: margin. Now, what was what was the final score in the series? The final I think four, it was four one, right? Four two. They won six because they had the double overtime game or something like that, where the stars stayed alive, right? So, shout out to Tampa Bay. You, re, you redeemed yourself. It seems like you're going to keep doing that. Is there any comments you know for the hockey fans out there that really you guys want to talk about? Anything that stood out to you from the Stanley Cup? I didn't really watch it to be honest with you. So,
1: uh, I, I thought I thought the uh, Stars are going to be a bit better just because of how they've been playing. But no, Tampa Bay's a fucking wagon, and did no let, going to stop them for the foreseeable future.
0: Was it let, did it let you down at all? or You kind of expected this going in. Um. Did it let me down? Yeah, I mean, I thought,
1: I thought it could have been a little bit better series, but.
0: Yeah. How about you, Nick? I, I
2: enjoyed think. it. You know, I just love watching hockey, so <laughs> I'm sad it's over. Just, I mean, it's a quick turnaround, though. Quick turnaround. I don't know, man. It's not looking great for the start, so. We'll why? See. Wait, why? It's, I'll, see December. Just, what?
1: December, I thought.
2: Well, well, apparently it might. It's like December, and some people were saying March.
1: Whoa! How, hey. how do you go from December to March?
2: <laughs> uh, because like they just lose so much money without uh, uh fans, and they think that uh, people have more places where they can have fans in March.
0: Well, you wanted this where they wanted they push the season back, right? When no other sports were going on, they get a little bit. You you. Yeah, but, like, I would I would want it to start
2: in like December and then end in August. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Okay, I see.
2: Uh, yeah, that would suck just having to go a while without hockey, but it was a great cup. Sick to see Steven Stamkos get it. Yeah. And, uh, big rig, Pat Maroon, back-to-back, pretty sick. Yeah.
0: All right, well, that's the Stanley Cup talk for you. Shout out – that's our Flyers uh, – not Flyers, geez. That's our hockey segment of the week. We always try to toss in a little bit of hockey, a little bit of everything. Something we don't talk about that much, though, is the Phillies because – I mean, they don't really give us much to talk about. But now they, they've missed the playoffs. And, Nick, I know you're going to be a little upset about this, but you're, you're calling for Matt Klintak's head. You know, yeah, dude, that guy's a
2: piece of shit.
0: <laughs> you suspect that he's going to be gone, Matt Klintak?
2: No, I think they'll keep him because they don't care about winning. So, he'll just keep – he'll do what they say um, since he's a little bitch. And – yeah, I don't know. I don't expect anything to change. They can't Here's develop anybody. They get lucky sometimes, and a player just ends up turning out to be a, a player. But the, I mean, Carlos Carrasco, we trade him, and he's the number two for the Indians now, who are the be, have the best rotation in the league. So
1: does uh, does Bryce Harper care about winning?
0: Bryce Harper does. Oh yeah, I, mean, I know. Here's the thing. Calling them out. I and, this is uh, this is what I wanted to ask you, Nick, because I think you're about to get to it. Was you gonna were you gonna gonna bring up J T. Romito? Yeah, I was gonna get to that. Okay, yeah, go ahead then. Keep going on your lower rants.
2: Yeah, I just like I don't we have like one of the top five offense in baseball this year. We scored like five point six runs per game. If in the you, bullpen, stunk. If you if you're giving your pitching that much support and they can't get it done, I mean that's just a joke. That's such a fucking joke. And then you're gonna give away your catcher who's I mean, God knows what's going to happen if we don't have, like, the best catcher in baseball calling the pitches back there. <laughs> We're so fucked. They have to spend the money on them. If they don't, I mean, I'm not kidding. Like, I don't think I'll ever really watch baseball again. Like, wow. Yeah, wow, that shit, man. That shit is just – I mean, it's so annoying. Like, I don't get how you can be – like, you're the Philadelphia Phillies. People love the Phillies, and they just put a terrible team – a terrible product on the field for eight years straight now. And, I mean, they finally, like, they made a splash. They signed all these offensive players. But, like, in baseball, you have to develop somebody at some point. I mean, this bone kid looks good, but that's one, one good prospect in the last eight years that's actually worked out besides Aaron Knoll. Well, so.
0: I'll tell you what, on uh, September 21st, Matt Clentax said that we would, quote, we would love to have JT, but when you make that trade, you're trading for two years of control, and you know that. So, Sixto looked really good against us. He looked good this year. But we had two very productive years with JT as well. So, he, he, he kind of sold it like he wasn't
2: – Yeah, they're sold. not going to sign him. So, I'm not going to watch the Phillies. If
0: they
1: don't sign him, then they have to sign a big pitcher. Like –
0: I mean, they. I, I'm, with, I'm with Harper and I'm with Nick. I think all of Philadelphia wants J.C. Ramuto back.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's, that's unanimous. I mean, that's, I wish be, I,
2: that's such a bad – that's just such a terrible move, man. You finally had a good pitching prospect and you traded him for a catcher for two years when your team stinks. I don't get the point. Like, that's just so dumb.
0: I wish I could find that tweet uh, that I sent you guys where the Phillies had a lead in like over like over 40 games this season. It was some ridiculous stat Pat, do you remember that?
1: Oh, yeah, it was like
0: um maybe it was like forty seven games or something it was it was like most it was most of their games they had a lead in I think right? it was it was over forty games, I think that they had a lead in, and then obviously they only won they won less than thirty, so not good for got not a good luck for us. We blew so many leads and it was very, very frustrating. Most most people kind of tuned them out once they started blowing the leads, which was all season, essentially. So not a good season for the Phillies. They're out of the playoffs again. It's been a long, long time since they made the playoffs. Just take a deep breath and relax because, you know, I know this episode we've kind of been pessimistic. We started off on a good note with Doc Rivers, but then we got to the Eagles and we kind of got somber again. And then now – talked about the Phillies and kind of gave me somber again. But, you know, stay positive, Philadelphia, okay? Things are going to turn around eventually. Doc Rivers, Flyers, things can happen. Things can happen with the city, you know? Good things happen in Philadelphia. Let's move on, though. Let's go on to uh, UFC, Pat. And, Nick, if if you uh, watched it or know any of the the things going on in MMA right now, there's a lot of craziness going on in uh, UFC. Pat, you watched the fights this weekend. We kind of hyped them up. It was Israel Adesanya versus Paulo Costa, the two battle of the undefeated. And then that was the main event. And then Jan Blachowicz and Dominic Reyes for the co-main event. Did you watch uh, – I mean, at least did you see the highlights and the results from it, Pat?
1: I saw – yeah, I saw the whole thing. Um, Reyes got fucking smoked. And I wasn't suspecting that. He looked like a, he looked like an amateur in that fight.
0: Which was which was weird because against Jones, John Jones, he looked really, really good. I mean, right. I, I, I expected I, him to win that fight. I did too. I think I picked him by decision actually, but my gut was for some reason I know it's this sounds stupid now that the fight's already over. When I said that Reyes was gonna win on the podcast, I was like, hmm, I really wish I would have went with Blahovic. Because I just thought That guy's fucking good. Yeah, he's he's really a good. beast. Yeah, he's really good. And I, I kinda felt like he should have I should have went with him. But I went off Reyes' performance against Jones, and I shouldn't have done that because Styles make fights, as the saying goes. And I really thought that yam I did think that Yam was going to win, but you know, I I was a coward and I didn't pick him. I picked Dominic Reyes. So I did. I my, I, to, you know,
1: my summary from that is that Reyes um, Reyes is not that good, right? Uh, Adesanya is the best middleweight, and there's really no one else in the middleweight division for him to fight. Like, it's no. it's not worth fighting anyone else in the middleweight division.
0: There is a couple names. Um, my he mind. He might have been
1: on steroids because he had a right, a right boo hanging I off. Um, yeah, but he's
0: costas now.
1: Costa sucks. He does suck. Um, I mean, like, that was a fucking awful performance. Yeah, yeah. That was so – like, it was
0: surprisingly bad. It was surprising. I mean, I, Dana White said it. I agreed with him. I thought it had potential to be fight of the year. And Israel Adesanya just went in there, and he put on an absolute striking clinic. Now, I wouldn't say Paulo Costa sucks. He's a fine fighter. He was undefeated coming into this fight, but there is levels to this game, and Israel Adesanya showed that. The skinny, skinny boy from New Zealand, man, he just absolutely destroyed Paulo Costa. I mean, he destroyed his leg with about 20 kicks, like just straight straight to the leg. His leg after one round was done, and obviously he put him a put him away with a finish, similar to how he finished the former champ Robert Whitaker. Adesanya man is uh, he's on another level, and I like you said, I don't see him losing to any middleweight anytime soon. I'd like to see this happen, and you might not be familiar with some of these names, but Robert Whitaker is fighting Jared Cannonier uh, on the same card that Khabib, Khabib's card, uh, the UFC 254. I would love to see Cannonier win that fight. I, I'm not interested in watching Whitaker fight Adesanya again. I would love to see Jared Cannonier win that fight, fight him for the title, and see how that goes. I think Israel Adesanya would win that, and then Darren Till fights Jack Hermanson as well. I, I'd always want to, Darren Till versus Israel Adesanya would be a hell of a fight just from a striking standpoint. I would like to see that matchup, but again, yeah, I I'd, still
1: think that I still think Till would get destroyed there.
0: I don't think he'd get destroyed, I think, because, st- I mean, like, like I said, styles make fights, so I think the sh- it would be a different fight. It would be a very, very technical fight. I think Adesanya gets the nod, though, to be honest. Like, that's true. Like,
1: against – like, Costa was too easy for him because, like, Costa just eats – he just eats everything that you give him. He doesn't really try to, like
0: – He just moves forward. He
1: moves yeah, forward. he doesn't really try to, like, miss any punches I mean, or – uh,
0: Did you watch the Adesanya-Yolo Romero fight? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that was a really really boring fight, and so people were kind of blowing Izzy off. Like I said, Styles make fights, and no one no one was moving that fight because like it was just the Styles that kind of conflicted, I guess. But
1: which is weird because Romero has like a doesn't he have a similar style to Costa?
0: Similar enough, but he's you know, I think he he knew he had a game plan where he wasn't moving forward against Adesanya, and Adesanya wasn't going to move in on him and get.
1: I think he's a little bit smarter than Costa. He knew that Adesanya would would easily take him out if he uh, if he did what Costa did.
0: Yeah, well, the funny thing about Yellow Romero is he's a hell of a wrestler. I think he was a silver medalist. or something. He is a really high-ranked wrestler, right? He's from Cuba, and he never wrestles. He never wrestles, but his wrestling credentials are really, really high. So he, and it's tough to wrestle in MMA. Like a lot of – Justin Gaethje, he's a, he's a hell of a wrestler as well, but he doesn't wrestle – Offensively, he says he wrestles defensively, but he could really probably take most people in the lightweight division down, which is going to make this Khabib fight really, really interesting. So, let's uh, but so besides the point, you know, I decided absolutely destroyed Paula hello Hell of a win for Jan Blachowicz in the co main event. Uh, oh, by the way, did you see his ribs, Dominic like Race's ribs? Oh, god, yeah, that's, yeah,
1: he, he that's what he did. He, he uh, he hit him there once, and I think at that point they were. Yeah, twice, was was
0: kicks, two kicks, and they just destroyed his ribs.
1: So he just kept hitting it. And once that was it, like Reyes couldn't do anything.
0: Yeah, so that that was also another reason why Jan Mohamed won the fight. But yeah, great, it was a pretty good card, to be honest. I, I enjoyed the card, and Adesanya, again, put on a master class. I think you got to start talking about, talking about him being up there with John Jones and Habib Nurmagomedov as the pound-for-pound best fighter in the world. I mean, this dude just kind of goes out there and does what he wants to guys, so... Shout out Israel Adesanya. you got my respect. You had it already, but now, you know, it's public. So It's going to be hard for him to move up in weight class. So, like, with his body I type? So. I don't think so. I think No. no. I mean, he said, he said earlier this week that he's the best light heavyweight in the world as well. So, I could see. I think he's going to try and move up to light heavyweight as well, especially now that – I mean, he's always had this beef with John Jones, but John Jones is not moving to heavyweight. I think John Jones would move back down to light heavyweight for Adesanya, which would be a heck of a fight because they kind of – they have this beef. So I would love to see By the way, um, Adesanya is fucking annoying. Oh, you don't like... You, I mean, I know what you're going to say, but go ahead. Like,
1: he just doesn't shut up. And, like, his his shit-talking is terrible.
0: It's, it's like, cliched. Yeah. Yeah, it's not... I mean, he's big in like, the anime stuff, which is cool, I guess. Some people like anime. I'm not a huge fan of anime, so I never get what he's referencing. Other than Avatar The Last Airbender. I get those references. Love that show. But he he always makes these references that I don't understand. So... But yeah, he's a cool guy. I like him. I don't mind it. I don't understand his trash talk, but I like. I think it's cool how confident he is in himself. It's McGregor esque has confidence in himself. So, yeah. Anyway, let's move on. I want to actually preview this next, the next big card, the next pay per view card, UFC 254. And We'll go into further detail. The only question I wanted to ask Pat was, do you think Justin Gaethje stands a chance against Khabib Nurmagomedov? it's going to be
1: closer first? than McGregor. It'll be closer than McGregor, but he's uh. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so.
0: I'm I, I'm going to just take the – I'm just going to disagree with you just for now just so I can hype myself on the fight. Of course, it's so difficult to bet against Khabib, but I'm not saying I'm going to bet against Khabib. But this is the most interesting matchup for Khabib, I think, to date. Justin Gaethje proved against Tony Ferguson what how good of a striker he is. I mean, to, no one puts Tony Ferguson away like he did. If you yeah. remember, that fight way back a couple months ago now, uh, right at the start of COVID, Justin Gaethje ran through Tony Ferguson, who has a gas tank with the best of them, and he finished him, destroyed. Like, talk about a beatdown! That was one of the worst beatdowns I, I have ever watched live. And like I said, he he doesn't wrestle offensively because it just takes up so much energy. But he says he wrestles defensively, so I think he could stop the takedown from could be better than anyone else. Now, if he can do that. And keep the fight standing longer than other people. I think he has a really, really good chance at beating Khabib. I'm not saying he's going to, but if you're watching to see if someone can actually beat Khabib Nurmagomedov, Justin Gaethje is going to provide you with one heck of an opportunity. And listen, this is um, this is going to be my buy or sell foreshadowing way to the future. If you have a hundred dollars that you want to bet, I think the line will be pretty big for Khabib just because he's 28 now. I would be willing to put some money on Gaethje for this fight, and I'd feel pretty good. Like, I'd feel good enough where I think I'd have a chance to win some money. That's how confident I am that Justin Gaethje makes this a competitive fight. Because every other fight that could be had, it's not competitive. Let's just be honest. I mean, the only round he lost was probably round three against Conor McGregor. But other than that, he's ran through everybody. So I'm gonna, I think Gaethje's going to make this a really, really incredible fight. I'm not ready to pick him just yet, but I'm saying if you have some money you want to throw down, maybe put it on Gaethje and you could win some money so yeah that's that's what i'm talking about anyway guys i think i covered a lot of the topics for this week we got our buyer selling we got our eagles tie and uh Wednesday struggled we haven't really talked about that but we talked about it the other week so i don't want to keep harping on that oh we i mean we could talk about the titans COVID test but not really important i guess i i guess it is important if more COVID tests pop up do you see the season ending guys no Okay,
1: they'll figure it out. I think that's one team they're going to isolate. That they're not even playing the game this week. I don't think.
2: Yeah, yeah so that means we get the
0: we get <laughs> the uh, Steelers off a of bye. Of so that'll be even bigger slaughter. <laughs> yeah, great. That's another point. I forgot about that, next So another slaughter for us. Anyway, I don't think – I agree with you, Pat. I don't think it's going to shut down the season. I'm hoping they just kind of get under control and they, it was just stayed with the, uh, the Titans. And It happened
1: with baseball towards the beginning, and they, they figured that out pretty quick. Yeah. So,
0: And I guess the NFL could probably take lessons from baseball too. So hopefully they just get under control or whatever. My question is, say you have Derrick Henry on your fantasy team and they postpone that game and he plays two games in one week. you get both the points for that fantasy week? I don't
1: know. Yeah, that's a good question. Oh, would like, it be what like, if they don't play this week? What, or are they like,
0: out? Would it be like the game that he played against Pittsburgh, does it go to that week, like this week? Like if you start Derek Henry this week and he doesn't play for like two weeks, when he actually does play, where well, his points from that game go to this week, you see what I'm saying?
2: I think they're, no, they're moving a couple games around. They're not playing two games in a week, so I don't think it will come into play. But if they did play two games in a week, you'd probably have to start them in two spots. Okay. So, like, you'd have to do, like, him as your running back one against the Steelers, and then if they play the Jags in the second game, him in your running back two spot or, like, the flex spot.
1: So, you could have two. out about J- this week? Is he out? He's out
2: for this week? Yeah, I mean, he don't. He, he That's don't what I'm saying. Play. Like so I have, I'm starting David Montgomery in his place.
0: <laughs> like, if you had him? Like, I guess you do have him. So, wait, is it, do you know how this happens?
2: I mean, that's that's just what I'm assuming, but I know he's not playing this week, and, like, there's no when they do play this game, his points can't retroactively be applied. Like, he's projected zero points.
0: Okay. It's not like they play in 14 days, and when they play, the points go back to this week.
2: No, like, they just count for that week. And oh. then, I like, they already said, they're moving, like, other teams' buys and stuff, and everybody's still going to get a buy, obviously.
0: I see. So, yeah. Okay. So.
2: Apparently, Tomlin was asked about uh, playing 13 straight weeks because this is their bye week now, and he said, we do not care. <laughs> Tomlin's OG.
0: I like Mike Tomlin. I fucking love Mike Tomlin. I
1: think that means Big Ben's back and here to stay.
0: Big Ben's back, baby. Talk about some alliteration. I look like Big Ben right now. The beard, yeah. <laughs> and the beard, kind of And the
1: backwards hat.
0: And, and ben the fucking no neck. Ben Roethlisberger, backwards hat type of guy. Anyway, guys, I don't want to keep this episode going on too long. I'm not going to drag it out. So that's going to wrap things up. If you guys listen to us, you know we are always brought to you by Manscaped, the number one leader in Manscaped technologies. Use our code Dwellers, all caps, no space, on Manscaped.com for 20% off your order plus free shipping. But until then, guys, hopefully we have a nice happy week for Philadelphia sports. Hopefully the Eagles get a win. Hopefully, well, I guess they're the only Philadelphia team playing right now. So hopefully the Eagles get a win and we can talk about something more positive. Until then, guys, I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Shout
2: out our European listeners.
0: Yeah, shout out to our European listeners as always. Peace I'm gonna play guys. COD. Oh yeah, I'm hopping on. I'll see you then.